Welcome to Devotions for Worship. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton. Today is Tuesday, July 7th. Thank you for being with me. We begin by remembering our baptism. Because in baptism, God has delivered forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit to us, as it says in Acts 2, verse 38. And so we make the sign of the cross, holding on to those promises of forgiveness and the presence of the Spirit. And we say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, as we confess our faith, we focus in on the first article of the Apostles' Creed. Uh, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And as we do so, we confess using Luther's explanation to what those words mean. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this it is my duty to thank and praise serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 10. Psalm 10. Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wicked hotly pursue the poor. Let them be caught in the schemes they have devised. For the wicked boast of the desire of his, of his souls. And the one greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. His ways prosper at all time. Your judgments are on high out of his sight. As for his feet, as for his foes, he puffs at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved throughout all generations. I shall not meet adversity. His mouth is filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue are mischief and iniquity. He sits in ambush in the villages. In hiding places, he murders the innocent. His eyes stealthily watch for the helpless. He lurks in ambush like a lion in his thicket. He lurks that he may seize the poor. He seizes the poor when he draws him into his net. The helpless are crushed sink down and fall by his might. He says in his heart, God has forgotten. He has hidden his face. He will never see it. Arise, O Lord. O God, lift up your hand. Forget not the afflicted. Why does the wicked renounce God and say in his heart, you will not call to account? But you do see for you note mischief and vexation and you may that you may take it into your hands to you the helpless commits himself you have been the helper of the fatherless break the arm of the wicked and evil doer call his wickedness to account till you find none the lord is king forever and ever 
the nations perish from his land. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. Sometimes it's frustrating waiting for God. Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Why can't God be more like the hero in our favorite movies who kicks in the door and knocks out the bad guy with a single punch and saves the day before anything too bad can happen to us? Why can't he be like the the sheriff in the old Western movies who was always there to break up the fight, arrest the cattle rustlers, and make sure the townsfolk are safe from all kinds of danger? It is a common experience for Christians to feel abandoned by God. Please notice that I said that it is common to feel abandoned, not that God commonly abandons us. Feelings and faith are not the same thing. People will try to explain the sensation away, saying, you have to have more faith. They will say, if God feels distant, guess who moved? Implying that it's because of your sinfulness that that God feels far away. And while this is sort of true, Remember that Job did no wrong, and he suffered, and felt abandoned by God too. The life of faith is confusing sometimes. We feel God is distant. We see how the wicked and prideful prosper. We begin to wonder, why is God so far away? But by God's promises, we we know that he has not forgotten He notes the mischief and vexation, and he will deliver the helpless and be the helper of the most vulnerable. He will even break the arm of the evildoer and call the wicked to account. Yet we remember that Jesus did not come to condemn the world. The world is already condemned. But he came that the world might be saved through him. How did Jesus save the world? He was abandoned by his father on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God hid his face from Jesus as he bore our sin and guilt to death. Jesus was abandoned on the cross so that we will know that God will not abandon us. He makes the exchange his life for our death, his holiness for our sinfulness. And he leaves us with promises, promises that are bolstered by his action, as if he is saying to us, I suffered for you. I died for you. I know you feel like I am far away. In this world, you will have trouble. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Because if I saved you the way I did at the cross, do you think I'm going to abandon you? No. God may feel far away, but because of Jesus, we have faith that we are not forgotten. This morning as we pray, we'll pray the third petition of the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
And then we'll also take a moment to pray for government and uh, for our, our leaders. Oh God, your will is done even without our prayers. But we pray that it may be done among us also. Please break and hinder every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow your name or let your kingdom come. Strengthen and keep us firm in your word and faith until we die. Let your good and gracious will be done. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of government. Uh, we thank you for uh, those officials who seek out the public good. And we ask, Lord, that, that you would be with all those who are in authority. Uh, there are some difficult choices that need to be made, difficult decisions that, that need to be contemplated. And we ask, Lord, that you would give those government officials who are charged with that responsibility wisdom that you would give them insight. We ask that you would help our, our government leaders to have integrity, to do what is right. Unfortunately, all too often, it seems like that's lacking in our time. And we ask, Lord, that you would give us leaders who would guide us and protect us and do the work you've given them to do. Give them courage and protect them, Lord. We lift before you those who deal particularly with us, the police, firefighters, healthcare professionals, and everyone who works for the public good. And we ask for your blessing and protection. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for being with me today. God bless you. Um, remember that on July 13, I'm going to be starting something new. These devotions will continue the way that I've done them the last couple of days, uh, but we're going to start a, a journey through the Gospel of Matthew, copying Matthew and looking very closely at what what Jesus is all about uh, in that book, copying a few verses at a time and, and just really lingering on it and listening closely or looking closely at what God has done for us. God bless your day. I hope it's filled with his peace.